The words of the Lord are pure words, as silver tried in a furnace of earth, purified seven times. Thou shalt keep them, O Lord, thou shalt preserve them from this generation forever. For as the rain cometh down, and the snow from heaven, and returneth not thither, but watereth the earth, and maketh it bring forth in bud, that it may give seed to the sower, and bread to the eater, so shall my word be that goeth forth out of my mouth. It shall not return unto me void, but it shall accomplish that which I please, and it shall prosper in the thing whereto I send it. Welcome to another program with Truths to Live By, a ministry of Harriman Baptist Tabernacle in Harriman, Tennessee. You're listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. I pray we would be a blessing to you today. With our Bibles open today to Psalm 51, we will take a look at David's prayer of confession and repentance before the Lord after he went into Bathsheba and committed that awful sin of adultery. Find your place, Psalm number 51. We'll begin reading with verse 1 after a word of prayer together. Father, it is in Jesus' name that I come now. And I ask for your grace and power that we might preach the word of the Lord today. Strengthen saints, I pray, by your word. And may the name of our Lord and Savior Jesus Christ be magnified. And may God be glorified in all things said and done this hour. Thank you for Calvary, for the blood of Christ that washes away our sins and removes the stain. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Psalm 51, verse 1. Have mercy upon me, O God, according to thy loving kindness, according unto the multitude of thy tender mercies, blot out my transgressions. Wash me throughly from mine iniquity, and cleanse me from my sin. For I acknowledge my transgressions, and my sin is ever before me. Against thee, thee only, have I sinned, and done this evil in thy sight, that thou mightest be justified when thou speakest, and be clear when thou judgest. Behold, I was shapen in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Behold, thou desirest truth in the inward parts, and in the hidden part. Thou shalt make me to know wisdom. Purge me with hyssop, and I shall be clean. Wash me, and I shall be whiter than snow. 
Make me to hear joy and gladness that the bones which thou hast broken may rejoice. Hide thy face from my sins and blot out all mine iniquities. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. Now this psalm is David confessing his sin before the Lord after he went in to Bathsheba. So the historical background can be found in 2 Samuel 11, verses 1 through 15, 2 Samuel 12, verses 9 through 15. Of course, those two chapters all together, but we identify those verses to narrow down the focus. We find therein the events which led up to David's sin. Something is very important to notice in the story. It is in verse 3 where an objection is raised. A question is asked. A warning is given. This one individual was David's opportunity to turn back from what he was about to do. Dear brother, dear sister, may we ever and always listen to the Holy Spirit or to our pastor or to maybe a parent or a friend, a family member, a co-worker, another Christian brother or sister, or a message from the Word of God, or a word from somebody that is sent by God and meant by God to deter us from sinning. We must see when the opportunity arises to forsake the pathway leading to sin and let us flee down the side road and head back to God's road and turn our back on our sin and reject the temptation to sin against God. Other things to note in the passage is this. There is a principle involving the working of sin in the believer's life. When you consider David's sin and then the time frame between his repentance and that sin, you learn that time is involved. The time it takes to sin. Yes, the time with God stolen by sin and the time it takes to get back to the Lord. The road to sin is always short when compared to the road of repentance back to God, as it is much longer. There are always consequences to pay. The steps to sin are much easier when compared to the steps of repentance back unto the Lord. Yes, we can find forgiveness. We can find restoration due to the mercy, grace, and loving kindness of our God. But our sin will have consequences. We must reap what we sow. These are fixed laws, and thus we say that it is much easier to step off into sin than it is to return back unto the Lord. Now, don't misunderstand me. The road toward sin in the life of the believer is never an easy thing. 
By that I mean you will have to sin against the clearly revealed Word of God. You will have to sin against the convicting pricks, those stabs in the conscience and heart that come in the believer's life from the Spirit of God. So it is never an easy thing for the true believer and follower of Christ to sin. But once you head down that road and you reject the Word of God and you ignore the Spirit of God and you run in your own direction, choosing your own way above God's way, that way is much shorter and much easier than it is to get back to God. Sin takes a grip. It keeps you longer than you meant to stay. It takes you farther than you meant to go, and it costs you more than you meant to pay. In Second Samuel 11, 1 through 15, let me give you this, and we'll get to Psalm 51 perhaps today. David sins in taking the wife of Uriah, probably in a matter of hours. This is verses 1 through 4. But then David sins in taking the life of Uriah in a matter of days. Verses 11 through 17, David said, Tarry here today also and tomorrow. So at least two days, he'd called him, sends him back to the army. So somewhere between two to four days, David commits murder. In a matter of hours, David committed adultery. Now compare with Second Samuel 12, verses 9 through 15. Here it is when David confesses his sin before the Lord. It is around nine months later. We say this because verse 14 speaks about the child that is born. It was not yet born there, but verse 15 says, The child that Uriah's wife bare unto David. So what took David a matter of hours and days to do in sinning against God takes him a matter of months to get right. And that is if David wrote this psalm in that period of grief when his sin came home to his heart. So we say sin will take you farther than you want to go, keep you longer than you want to stay, and cost you more than you want to pay. That is leading up to the sin. In 2 Samuel 12, 13, this is where I believe David begins to pen the 51st Psalm after Nathan came unto him. And David said unto Nathan, I have sinned against the Lord. And thus we see features of David's confession in Psalm 51. He first confesses his sin, verses 1 through 4. He owns up to his sin in verse number 2. And this is where most people will not continue down the road toward repentance. David said, it is mine iniquity. It is my sin, my transgressions. Again, my sin. He sees his sin for what it is. It is iniquity, a perversity involving the depravity of his nature. It is sin or an offense in which he misses God's mark and offends 
the Lord. It is transgression, rebellion, trespass, overstepping the law of God. It is evil. His sin was bad against decency and morality. And then in verse 5, David confesses plainly that he was a sinner. Verse 8, he says, Make me to hear joy and gladness. David is suffering due to his sin. Sin will blind you. We learn this from Samson's life. Sin will deafen you. We learn this from David's life. Sin, yes, it had closed the ears of David to the voice of God, and so the misery of his sin is so loud that he can no longer hear the divine melody of joy and gladness that comes from being in God's presence and from being a child of the king. Then in verse number 9, we see that David is ashamed of his sin. He says in so many words, Lord, my sin is awful, it is ugly, it is loathsome, and hide your face from my sins. And then David understands the effects of his sin, and brethren, sin still defiles, leaving the heart dirty. Sin still disturbs, leaving the spirit wrong. Sin still divines, though we will not have the Spirit of God cast away from us. There will be a division in our fellowship. And according to verse 12, sin still devastates. It destroys and robs a believer of his joy in the Lord Jesus. We thank you for making this ministry a part of your day. And in closing, we want to point you to the words of our Lord in Matthew chapter 4 and verse 4. He answered and said, It is written, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. And truly, it is written. God's word, every word, presents us with truths to live by. You've been listening to Brother Benjamin Cooley. Please send all correspondence to Truths to Live By, P.O. Box 575, Harriman, Tennessee, 37748. Or you can email us at bmarkcooley at gmail.com. And finally, brethren, pray for us.